Welcome back to Judging Book Covers podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast, focusing on our 2019 reading challenge. If you haven't given it a look, go check it out on our social media. It's uh, usually pinned to the top. This week, we are checking off the challenge. I guess that would be the best word. <laughs> We're checking off the challenge of reading a nonfiction book about a historical event. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm doing good. Doing pretty well. Feeling good, good about our challenge so far. Yeah. So frustrated more so by this book than the first one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say I am incredibly frustrated, but I am so glad I read this. This yes. is an excellent pick. Same. It is still very timely, which is funny because this book was written in 87, 88, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then even with her afterward in 98, where she adds <laughs> a little bit more to it about how it's still relevant in that day. It's like, oh, Carol, if only you had known 20 okay. years later where we would still, still be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so we read The Devil in the Shape of a Woman. Witchcraft in Colonial New England by Carol F. Carlson, Carlson, um, which of course is a nonfiction book that looks at the witch trials of Colonial New England, um, kind of specializing in all of them, not just Salem, which is what I think we originally thought it was going to be. Yeah, which was cool because I did not realize that there was an outbreak first in Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> so that was no, yeah. As we were reading that, I was like, oh, Stephanie's probably been around all these places. Yeah, she kept talking about Springfield and Hartford. And I'm like, yeah, I know where that is. I know where that is. I grew up in Springfield. (laughs) (laughs) Springfield, Massachusetts? Uh, Between Springfield and South Windsor, Connecticut, because my mom has always lived in Massachusetts and my dad's always been in Connecticut. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, saw who created, like, it was, what, William Pension? is the founder of Springfield. I was like, which I didn't know. I read that and I was like, Oh, yeah. didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a really fun last name. I really like an author named Thomas Pension. Apparently it's his like, whatever great removed grandson or oh my God. somehow <laughs> related. There's an ancestry line there. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Good to know. Um, so yeah, I guess it really isn't too common of a last name. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, so before we dig into this, let's start with the cover. Mine's very, uh, 80s, I guess. It's, uh, I'm looking at an ebook, but it is kind of a faded yellowish color, um, with Mm -hmm. like a depiction of witch hangings. Yep. I think, do we have the same cover? Yep. Same cover. I don't know if there is a different cover for this. Um, yep. There are four women hanging. Yep. And one, two, three in line. Surrounded by, looks like men, ready for them to all be strung up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think we briefly touched on this last time, but what what do you know about the witch trials? Where did your knowledge come from, etc.? So, again, didn't know about Hartford. I mean, I knew that, like stuff happened outside of Salem. But when I think witch trials, I automatically go to Salem because I think that's just sort of the most popular one and gone to Salem quite a few times growing up. My sister was born in October, so we would go 
there's a stretch a few years there where we went every October and did the museum and did all like all that stuff. So that's pretty much where my knowledge of it is, is pretty much just around Salem and that hysteria of so many people um, being accused. And I think 19 being hung. And then the one man who was pressed to death um, when he wouldn't enter a plea either way. And, but I did, I liked this book because it digs into more about the why people, certain people, certain women mostly would have been accused because like that stuff doesn't really come up when you talk about the Salem witch trials, even in like history class or anything like that. From what yeah. I remember, maybe things have changed. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, things have, but I agree. I basically what I remember even of, you know, history is we read the crucible and whatever was surrounding that. I don't think I've read that. It is an interesting play. I Mm. mean, it's McCarthyism and the form of Salem witch trials, but I don't recommend the movie with Demi Moore unless you just want to see her take a bath, which is all (laughs) I remember of that movie. I told Chris, I was like, oh, before we record, maybe I'll watch Hocus Pocus to be ready for the... Yes! I ran that out is of the time, perfect one. But I should Uh-oh. have. Well, or The Witch. Could have watched that, too. Ooh, or The Witches. Could have watched that, too. If I could find it. I have it. not seen The Witch. Oh, that one's... We, we went to the theater to see that one. That one was really good. With Black Phillip. Yeah. Uh, deliciously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to see it. Yeah. it is, uh, I've heard it's very good, but I have... Uh, I don't know why I didn't see it when it came out. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I remember briefly it being touched on in history, but I think especially like there, it's more about like the Puritans and the relationship Mm -hmm. with the Indians that we studied in the South, at least, Mm. you know, those damn new Englanders, whatever they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, before they try to take our land or whatever. I don't know. What was the civil war about? (laughs) That's, That's what we learned about in the South. It's the Civil War. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not something that was taught. I knew that there were witch trials in the in Europe mm-hmm. that were roughly the same time. And I knew that it was outside of Salem, but I could not have told you where else yeah. that there were witch trials. I also can't tell you on how big a scale, other than stuff that came up in this book. Um, right. Wouldn't have been able to tell you much about that. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, any other knowledge I have comes from essentially the fact that there's a witch trial in Outlander. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And that's in the 1700s, so it doesn't help us out here much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this book is broken down into essentially seven parts. Um, which each one is kind of interrelated, but it, 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 it kind of takes the idea of witchcraft in New England and breaks it down into a different aspect of it. I guess is the best way to go about it. Um, was there any section that did not frustrate you? 
No, they all frustrated <laughs> me. There was something in every single one where I was like, I want to murder everyone. <laughs> yep. No, I agree. As soon as I asked that, I was like, that's a stupid question because I Maybe the introduction, like, <laughs> she's not diving into anything. <laughs> yeah. I did actually, actually I, I do really like the introduction where she's like, here's how it's been looked at in the past. Here's how we're going to look yeah. at it today. Because I guess this was like her dissertation or something. I'm this, not sure how this started. Yes, because in her thank you in the introduction, she thanks people who read and reread it as a dissertation. So I was oh, like, okay. I get the framing of this then, like the sort of this is my thesis and like these are all my supporting things, but let me help break this down because I did like the breakdown of these are what these first couple chapters are going to be like. And now this is what this yes. is going to talk about. I liked that framing of it. Um, and I do like how she moved through it. Yes. Um, like her first chapter starting with just the general witchcraft beliefs, like wh- how you could, be, why someone could be accused of, of witchcraft, like the, the various things that witches had the power to do, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of this book going, I really like this book overall. I think it is very well done. It's a little dry in spots, but that's, you know, it's a dissertation. That makes yeah. sense. I just, like, a lot of me was like, is this correlation or mm-hmm. um, causality? Cause, yeah, I think that's the word for it. Like, she does a lot of, like, I'm going to show you facts, but there wasn't a lot of linking. And, I, and I, to be fair, I don't think some of it can be linked because the records from right. the time period suck. Yeah. So, and there were a, there was at least one a, at least one chart that I can think of right off the bat where she said if I take these people out because we couldn't identify whatever mm-hmm. thing she was looking at, this is what it is, but then there was a chart right next to it with the stats with like the unknown or uncategorizable, right. if that's a word, where you couldn't she couldn't categorize them. Um so at least she did like put that out there. Yeah. I I feel like there was at least a couple spots where she did that cuz I definitely mm-hmm. know in the relationship of women accused age-wise. Mm. And I think also married-wise, it was discussed yeah. in both. So. <clears throat> so, as I guess most people know, primarily women were accused. Mm-hmm. And For any various number of reasons. <laughs> like, Did you note the reasons? I, list, I, I, I was like, I can't list all of these. So I listed some. Where maybe you caused someone's livestock to die. Um, Illness or death in other people like neighbors, children, whatever. Uh, Preventing conception, causing miscarriages. Childbirth fatalities. Deformed births. Spoiled beer. Uh, stopping <laughs> stopping cows from giving giving milk. Hens from laying or causing and causing hens to lay fewer eggs. Uh, I believe there was also one in there about butter either going rancid or not being able yeah. to churn up butter. Maybe both things. I think it was both. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there's a lot of a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons <sighs> that could be caused by so many number of things mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with another person. But uh, yes. yeah. The most frustrating one, and I should have written it down when I read it because I couldn't find it when I was putting together my notes after I finished the whole book, was a woman was accused of being a witch, and one of the reasons was... Someone didn't follow her medical advice and his illness yes. got worse. And I was like, yes. what the fuck? Oh, another one too, where 
how could she possibly have spun this much yarn by herself? So, like, she's good at her um, job. She's good at doing yeah. things. You do it too fast yep. or in too much abundance, and you're a witch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what made this book really great was that it was it presented it as, like, I'm going to tell you how ridiculous this is. <laughs> I list all these reasons. And then I'm going to give you the background of why people were this way. And you think that it'd be like, okay, I get it. I understand. I feel better. No. No. I just no. got angrier and yep. angrier. Yep. Oh. Aside from just making things happen via supernatural means, women or witches also sometimes use puppets or rag dolls to cause yes. pain. I forgot. I Yeah. I don't know if I really knew i like what i associate with like the salem witch trials is just the supernatural i just made your livestock die with my mind type of thing (laughs) right i mean i'm trying to think did she i can't remember who started the salem witch trials but it was one girl and i feel like maybe later she came out and said she made it all up but i could be wrong I have only done the Salem tour once. So. <laughs> and I'm like, more of that should be sticking in my, in my head. <laughs> uh, it was at John Proctor's house, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I can see it in my head. Uh, there's a lot of names actually in here that I recognize that. Oh yeah. I, I must have learned more about this than I remember. Cause like Cotton Mathers was like mm-hmm. a name that has always stuck in my head. Mostly because I get him confused with Cotton Weary occasionally. But <laughs> yes. Not really, but how many other people do you know named name. Cotton? Those are literally the only two <laughs> that I yep. know. <laughs> yep, same here. Oh. Let's see. Elizabeth Hubbard was one of the ones. I'm looking online now because I'm like, I can't think of any of them. But Elizabeth Hubbard was one of them. Ugh, you're not telling me. Let's see. It's not this giving book me a full list, but did definitely focus on Massachusetts and mm-hmm. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really anything about like Vermont or New Hampshire or Maine, and I wonder. I mean, what we're gonna find here is that I don't know a lot about history, even though I passed the AP Same. test for American <laughs> history. But I am curious what like the colony was, if that's why, like, um. I guess I can Google that really quick. Like, what was that? Was it just the colony of Massachusetts? Yep. Okay. It was all just called New England colony, but it still looks like it has state names. Maine was part of Massachusetts. Okay. That might be uh, why. Okay. I did not know that. So that would explain why. Cause I was like, why were these two states not as chill and yet surrounded by chillness? And that might be why. Mm. Cause they really weren't. So. How do we want to dig into this? Do we want to start from the beginning of the book or start from the beginning of, like, women suck, according to men? (laughs) Men have always been trash is also what this book (laughs) teaches you. There's so much, like... Let's let's break it down by section because otherwise yeah, I'm just going to yell about like the last two or three. Yes, we'll get to that. There will probably be a lot of yelling. Be ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just this. I'm going to say this up front. This book does not say men suck. This book does not call men trash. This book is very unbiased in a sense of like not being like men, you're dumb. Yeah. However, the evidence provided however. in this book proves those things. <laughs> Yes. 
it. Yep. Yeah, maybe we should start from the beginning. Yep. <laughs> Just from the beginning, yeah. Uh, so section <gasps> one is New England's witchcraft beliefs. That's where I got that list from, yep. basically, was, yeah, the different things. Yeah, this that's basically what this section is, is yeah. just, like, a quick breakdown of, like, hey, here's, like, what they could have been accused of. Um, and, and just, like, a, hey, also, so you know, witchcraft came in waves, the, these, mm. these accusations. Um, and and the, they changed over time as well. Like the the way people were accused and and the punishment for it, yeah. Well, usually it was still death, but like um, you know, proving that they were a witch and like the results of if you could prove it, which was almost always death, or if like you know they're not a good person but you can't quite prove witchcraft, who's going to pay the court fines? Kind of thing. Are they going to go to jail? Yeah. Um, what are the repercussions? Right. But then also, as we'll see, does this person who's being accused have some type of connection that will prevent her from really being yeah. uh, tried or anything like that? Like, you know, or just kind of like push those accusations to the side. <clears throat> yep. If you were in power, maybe you had a chance. It did mm-hmm. not actually save you 100%. But, you know, maybe Might you help. pick your 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 son-in-law a little bit better mm-hmm. than than other people did who knows um but yeah the first section was kind of just for me overall like an introduction yeah i didn't take a lot of notes on the first one outside of like here's what you could have done to be called mm-hmm. a witch or really the things that could have happened just in general yep <laughs> and like you piss someone off someone, you did yeah. this to their cows or to their land or or whatever. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Euro Trip? Ooh. This is a weird segue. Scotty, Scotty doesn't, doesn't know. know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that whole movie came back to me because there's a discussion of how, like, our ancestors left um, England because it was too risque and that we were like a really uptight, you know, Puritan, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all I could think about while reading this sometimes where I was just like, maybe that movie has more truth than I realized. Interesting. Not a movie I've thought of in quite a while. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding? Scotty doesn't know. That's one of my favorite songs. I loved that song. (laughs) The movie's terrible, but it's still one of my favorites. I have not listened to it in forever, but yeah. Got Matt Damon singing it at the beginning of the movie. What's her name? So great. Smallville is yes the girl. Yeah, not the one that started a cult. The other one, Mm -hmm. the sane one. Uh, So good. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. After being Dawn, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I know. So. Um. So yeah, the the that comes into play like throughout this entire book. Like just that thought. I, I just saw something else about like a Puritan. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Um so from if I'm not mistaken, I do believe Europe's witch trials ended long before 
hours did. Like, by the time Salem happened, witch trials were kind of a thing of the past in Europe. I could be wrong. And I think, you know, they still had the occasional one, but I think, like, America was very late to stop accusing people of witchcraft. Or at least the colonies. Like, um, so the fact that this went up to, I think, 1693 is kind of unheard of but so this is the classical period of witch hunts oh no that also includes north america though just tell me europe yeah i should have done a lot more research instead of just being like oh i'm gonna depend on my mind and what it knows (laughs) stupid in europe just just kind of like in the colonies as we saw in waves and then it would subside then come back kind of thing Trials yeah. in the 15th and early 16th centuries. Then it went into a decline, uh, but then became a major issue again in the 17th century, particularly during the Thirty Years' War, which was from 1618 to 1648. God. <laughs> that's, yep, that's about when it was here, too. And then it went rampant again in, like, the, I think, 70s? Here? But, I don't know. Yeah, Hartford was 1662 to 63. Right. And then Salem was obviously 1692. Um, This first section also breaks down, you know, in the beginning, it was maybe a little bit closer to equal. At no time has it ever been like 50-50% men and women accused. But it definitely, that gap got wider and wider every single time. See, I did note one of the statistics she gave us where between 1620 and 1725, uh, the 342, about 342 people that were accused that could be identified by sex, 78% were women. Mm-hmm. And then the, the men that were accused, about half of them were kin, like they were related to or married to an accused woman. So it's right. also for men, definitely sort of a guilty by association Slash, we're taking out the whole family type of thing when it came to those accusations. Not always, but but sometimes. Yeah, just like if someone you knew got accused, like you were not necessarily safe. Right. Because um, particularly in older women, they were accused of teaching younger women their ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, but men were also more likely still to get off. Oh, yeah. Even if. The punishments, too, for women and men were... Definitely very different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Women were also more likely to be accused multiple times, which I didn't realize also was a thing. No, me neither. They just kept being brought into court multiple times for this. Um, But she does compare two people who, a man and a woman who from what she found were fairly similar in the, in terms of like the things that they did or what, like, I don't want to say how bad they were on the Puritan scale, but I guess kind of how bad the Puritans would look at them. And this woman had lots of jail time. She was originally told to leave the colony. He had no jail time. He was able, he was fine. He was able to, I mean, I think she was able to stay, but it was really just more of a, at that time, a situational thing of where the hell is she going to go? Whereas he, he was fine. He'd be brought in and then they would side with him and it was fine. Yeah. Men got off. Quite lucky. And yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. If you've been accused once, you're going to get accused at least one more time. Yeah. Um, 
which leads to kind of like how this society was, which in part was, you know, if you had, if you were a woman, you were the responsibility of your husband. If you weren't married, you were the responsibility of the town, colony, whatever. And I guess that's where a lot of my like questions of correlation versus uh, causality come in is like, when we start to get into the demographics, I just can't, like, because the people that accused were your neighbors, it wasn't the court that went around being like, well, we think you're a witch, which then I would be like, okay, it makes sense that, like, why these people are getting targeted. But neighbors, like, I, I tend to believe that, like, if my neighbor is going to call me out, they're more superstitious. Rather than making a political play, there was one that jumped out where probably it was probably at the beginning of this section. I'd have to check though, where she happened to be in conflict with a neighbor over a piece of land. They were each saying yes. it was theirs. So that one definitely felt more like a strategic type of thing. Right. To me. I agree. Um, and then, two, uh, the third chapter really more talks about the economic, is the economic basis of it, but like inheritance and stuff, where it's like, basically what it boiled down to was if you were single or a widow, so your husband's dead, or you don't have one, um, and then your father dies, so you basically have like no man around you sort of to protect you in a sense, but then also mm-hmm. no other male heirs to inherit more likely to get accused but then that land or that you know the stuff that they ended up losing seemed to just kind of go to the colony because they had to pay these court fees and not to the people accusing them so it is kind of like well how did they benefit from that it is interesting though to see where the ones where there was no essential man in their life were at more of a danger of being convicted and and getting severe punishments and fines and everything and kind of basically losing their inheritance or, you know, the land that was theirs. Yeah. It, especially the inheritance stuff was fascinating because it starts off talking about how essentially they were, she was looking at this as, as poor women were getting more accused, but it is, I think on a grand scale that, yeah, like percentage wise, but there were still also plenty of wealthier women getting accused of witchcraft. And then she looked at it by age, which this was the part I was like, of course, of fucking course. Like this mentality still has not gone away from our society. And now I can understand where it fucking comes from. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help that like recently a French dude like released an article about basically saying like he only dates 25 year olds. He's like 50. And that like he, anybody over the age of 50 is like invisible to him. So according to this book, most women accused are typically past childbearing years. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they use 40 as the median, but it essentially like, if you were done having kids. Or couldn't you, have any kids. Yes. now you can't. You are higher risk of being accused of witchcraft. Yes. It's just like these poor women popping out a kid right. every year, probably. Raise the kids. 
kids move on with their lives. You should be done. You should not have to worry about anything. Right. You should be just farming away. No. You yeah. are still costing the colony money. We're going to accuse you of witchcraft. Because then the other oh. one's too, like, where their husband dies. So now I have to worry. Or also, too, the ones where their husbands were sick or impaired or not physically there because maybe they sail or, you know, whatever. They're, they're right. not physically there. So the woman, who else is going to run this household, this, this land? Who, who else is going to do it? But the woman, because she's, she's home. <laughs> like, she's yep. there. Someone has to do this to basically keep that roof over their, her and the kids' but heads. she's a woman. Yep. She's a woman. She doesn't know anything. But then if she oh. let everything just fall apart, that It'd would be also be. Bad. Yeah. 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 That her kids are not getting fed. They're dying left and right. Right. But yeah, the 40 or older who were more likely to be accused, but then also suffered, they had more trials and convictions than women who Mm -hmm. were under 40, which is just like, okay. It's, yeah. I mean, it was like, okay, now I'm seeing clear lines through history of Mm -hmm. why, why we treat women this way. Yep. Ugh. Um, And I didn't also didn't know how land passed. Apparently it was common practice for the widow would get a third of the land to use, not to own because (laughs) (laughs) who said this? Let's see under English. Where is it? Because this one pissed me off. (laughs) Um, Under English common law. Basically once a woman was married, the very being or legal existence of the woman is suspended. Oh. Which I was just like, oh, okay. She literally could own nothing. Right. So she gets to use that third of the land for the rest of her life. And then what would happen is the other two thirds would get split between the kids. The oldest son gets a double share, though, because, you know, boys. Yep. But at least the women were left. I guess it's more of as like a. A dowry than mm-hmm. anything else, but because then too, if they which... remarried, didn't that third then immediately go to the new husband? Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. there were plenty of court cases discussed within this of like widows remarrying. When there was one case where the daughter was seventeen, so she was like a year away from being legal to get this, and her mother remarried and she died, never receiving like they stayed in litigation. Yes. Her whole life. Um, and then it's not known if the younger kids even got any, but it is known for sure she didn't. Mm-hmm. Which is just ridiculous. And I think it was the oldest son got 84. So it was 42 pounds. That's it. Which, of course, maybe like a couple hundred dollars, maybe a couple thousand these days. But still, I was just like, we are talking about $42. Mm-hmm. There was one, too, I remember seeing it was something where... Was she in the process of being accused? It was something where basically she got like 12 shillings when all was said and done. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there were women that were coming out of this. One had her husband left her 900 pounds, which sounds like nothing, but I'm guessing back in the day is like a couple hundred thousand. Oh, and was that Catherine Harrison? I think so, yeah. Yeah, she's. he basically left her as one of, if not the wealthiest person in Wethersfield, yeah. Connecticut when he died. And, then and yet. A couple, a couple years after he dies, 
she gets accused of being a witch. But yeah. the, the people who accused her said they, they suspected it 16 to 18 years prior. Why they waited so long? Don't know. Whatever. That's such yeah. bullshit. But also, like, the person who accused her was a wealthy person. And it, I see the political bickering between individual people. It just is fascinating that you can kind of trace it over, like, a whole line. Of like, you know, this group of people were more likely to be accused. And yet it wasn't the court's doing. Yeah. There's no proof of the court being like, hey, is your neighbor a witch? Because <laughs> like, she's got money. Also, just with some of the bickering. One thing that jumped out at me, this was not the core of this story, but she talks about how a woman was brought into county court in 1653 for, quote, wearing a silk scarf which was a crime in Massachusetts if her husband's property was valued at less than 200 pounds. Like, I'm being brought in because I wore a silk scarf. He maybe saved up money, went on a trip. Mind your business. Exactly. (laughs) God, Puritans. Yes. Yeah. Puritans. I can't. I'm just, whatever. I, I'm sitting here trying to be like, are Catholics better? And I'm like, I don't know. But no, <laughs> I, I would say no. <laughs> yeah, like the whole inheritance section, the economic section, like we had men that would leave verbal wills that would get denied, even written ones that would be like put through the ringer. It just mm-hmm. or just ignored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it a free for all. How our country got together I to fight know. a fucking battle, like, <laughs> goddamn. Yeah, these are the thoughts I had. Like, I just how how. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was just pulling up my notes, double check. I have one that says age of accused. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else about the economics? Because I think it did just focus. I think- yeah, mostly the inheritance and all that. And then, of course, I had to write down the silk scarf thing. So I was like, what? Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, then the next chapter is the handmaidens of the devil. <laughs> Basically, the sins of the witches, like discontent, anger, envy, pride, yep. lying, seduction, all these things. Um, I did like that it came up about how... A lot, some of the um, she she calls them the possessed females, the ones who are saying that like the devils appeared to them, usually in the shape of a woman that they then accuse, um, and basically or the the witch, you know, they've offered her all these things, you know, like not necessarily power, but like a great husband or jewels or money, um, because it bas- it boiled down to sort of discontent with their position, with their work, um. Because, you know, we women, we're easily swayed. Men? No. Not at all. Look. And the men almost always apparently said that the devil is like did it to basically convince them to sign on to be a witch, essentially. Whereas um, they kind of skipped saying a woman convinced them that it was the devil. It was like straight to the top, sort of, (laughs) is why they did it. (laughs) And like... If I recall, in the beginning, like, it was more 
the devil making deals with women, but like as it went on, it became more and more about having relations with the devil rather than just making deals. Like yes, because also these... the devil would seduce and promise to fulfill carnal desires was another thing. Yep, for yep. women. <laughs> yep, just for women, not for men. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Because you know. Um... Men were such good creatures. So great. Yes. And on that, there was a couple sections in there, or a couple guys, men talked about where, so she does talk about men accusing their wives of being witches, and it seemed to basically boil down to them not having the right attitude or... That's right. Okay. Playing the right role. Uh, one of them, William Good, was afraid that Sarah, his wife Sarah, in 1692, uh, was a witch uh, because of her bad carriage to him. And then there was another guy, Daniel, who thought that his wife was a witch because she refused to humble her, humble herself before him and acknowledge that she was but his servant. Good for fucking her. Yeah. Like Fuck, fuck Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> and William. <laughs> fuck them both. Like, I get that that's the mindset of the time, and, like, women also had this mindset. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not okay with it. Right. So. Because a lot of the accusers were also women. Yes. Yes. This is a good place to find a lot of women-on-women crimes. Mm-hmm. As uh, Mean Girls calls them. They also yeah. went after Quakers quite a bit for, like, a small mm-hmm. period of time. Yes, um, which I, I did not can- know that. I didn't either. And I didn't know that women could basically preach. Yeah. If they were quite like, that's how the Quakers believed. Um, and that was not okay here. <laughs> no, not at all. Like Quakers. I don't know much about Quakers other than like, I think Pennsylvania is where they are, but, um, and that they abstain from violence or like wars. Mm. But outside of that, like I didn't realize it was already a movement at this time. Yeah. Or, you know, in the U.S. Or in the colonies. That's a better way of putting it. I didn't realize yeah. it was in the colonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe at least a couple of Quakers were accused of being witches because they came and were preaching and uh-huh. spreading their gospel, I guess you could say. And that's not okay because only men can do that. Yeah. Hold and that I think position. it was... It was uh, for four or five years that this went on, and then um, Charles II, I think, changed that. Like, he briefly came back or was restored, and, and they left Quakers alone. Um, but, but even still, like, it was a long time before they stopped believing that Quakers, there was a tie between, like, Quakers and witchcraft. Just so fascinating, like, of all the religions to go after. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not the one that comes to mind first for me. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe attack the Native Americans. Don't actually do that. I'm just saying, like, right. I could see their religion having more, uh, looking more like witchcraft than Quakers, yeah, but so different, right? Um, I don't think any were actually killed. Any Quakers? I don't 
think so. I think they I think were they jailed. Just... Yeah. But I don't think they were killed. The ones that I'm thinking of that came up in right. here. I highlighted. Oh, Mathers. That's who it was. Mathers did not accuse the man of converting her to be a witch, but he did suggest that Satan had a hand in the business. The stories of stories record by my father plainly enough demonstrate that diabolical possession was one thing which did not dispose and incline men onto Quakerism. And he claimed that their quaking was a symptom of possession. Yeah. And that the first Quaker was a female, Oracle of Delphi, who, when possessed by a demon, was immediately taken with the extraordinary trembling of her whole body. Her prophecies enchanted all the world into a veneration of them. I love it. It's just, <laughs> you don't understand it. So, of course, it means a woman started it. And, of course, it's terrible. Right. And also, I'm going to insult what you call yourself because it has another name. And yes. <laughs> that about sums it up. Yep. <laughs> yep. So much cringing. Um, there was also a portion, I don't know if it was this chapter or when, but, uh, and I can't find my highlight, but we were talking about how, like, the term witch could also just mean, like, an irritated woman or just, like, anger or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's no word for, like, angry man that is, like, yes. similar. And I was just... <sighs> all anger the was one book. of those sins that could be, oh, you're a witch. Yeah. Because a woman should not be angry. No. Should not be envious, should not be discontent, should not she lie. Should pain for seduce. the sins of Eve. Ugh, yeah. That's all. It's entirely women's point is just to pay for the sins of Eve. Yes. And also, in the next section, Handmaidens of the Lord, women were basically supposed to be a help meet to the man. Basically the Puritan household was like a little church and the man was at the head of this little church in a godlike position. And the wife, the woman was supposed to just serve as a wife and help him. And basically if the woman failed to serve the man, she was failing to serve God. Yep. If I was not already annoyed, this section might (laughs) have made me the most angry. And also was just, it, stunned me because this was in let's see which one was this so there were a couple works written on witchcraft and one of them i'm probably going to pronounce this wrong malleus maleficarum by enrique institoris and jacob springer of germany wrote that all witchcraft comes from carnal lust which is in women insatiable so basically women were more likely to be witches because men were less carnal. And I was like, who the fuck? What? I know. <laughs> Everything about this chapter. This chapter had big three big things where I was just like, okay. It was first that women were more sexual than men. I think I had to reread that. I was like, that's not what this just said. What? <laughs> the very long talk about why Eve is the worst. Oh, my God. Yeah. According to this time period, not, mm-hmm. right. not the author calling it. And then that... Do women have souls that are worth saving? And are these souls as good as men? Like this entire section, seen read the entire time. And how but, the definition of adultery is sex with a married or espoused woman. 
Yes. Whereas if a man, he would just, he, his thing would just be fornication, which is way less severe than adultery. Yes. Oh, so annoying. Like, I'm glad that I came at this at like borderline atheist agnostic because <laughs> it would have pushed me over the edge. It just, yes. like, this entire section boils down to Eve is the worst. Yep. And knew she was doing stupid things. Right. And Images so thus. Her, I think were taken away. Yep. She was just this evil thing. And so thus women cannot control themselves. And they right. just want s- sex all the time. And th- that men are pure as snow and only want sex when it's to procreate. And what the actual fuck. Just such. <sighs> Because, (laughs) one, okay, these women want sex all the time, but the men are so innocent. Who are these women having sex with? Exactly. It's like the same, like what pisses, like when we, like, so I think I told you, finally watched Blockers, really liked it. I The trailers did not sell me on it because I thought, oh, so this is one where the parents stop the girls from having sex. But if they were boys, the dads would be like, yeah, go for it. So every time I think of stuff like that, I'm just like, dads, who do you think your sons are having sex with? Who are they fucking? Because it's it's probably a girl their age. So someone else's daughter. Yep. But it's not their daughter. So who cares? Right. And if it was your daughter, you would be freaking out and wanting to murder this kid. Yep. It drives me insane. But second, the idea that men are these just lily white, pure things and (laughs) women are like it's very interesting (laughs) when you think of how like thinking about young boys and your you know teenage boys and teenage girls today which one is the lily white persona put on and which one is supposed to be is it okay for it to be the sex hungry kid the other um article which i think was written by a spanish author um de castanaga Noted that witches were more likely to be old women rather than young women. Because once they are old, men pay no attention to them. And the women have to resort to the devil to satisfy their appetites. It's just... (laughs) Like, it sounds like we're being facetious and, and ridiculous. But really, that is what this boils down to, is that men try to uphold society they do nothing wrong they may occasionally stray but it's because this woman tempted him it is a not witch tempted him not the, the man's fault at all <laughs> and like men are less cardinal like it does Wh- actually say men because men were less carnal christ was willing to be born and to suffer to preserve the male sex from so great a crime oh, i can't I can't. It's just too much. Yep. This is also why men were seldomly witches. Yep. Yep. Insane. (laughs) Like, everything they they preached, I highlighted so much in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Women were a necessary evil. If a man did not marry, he would not only be lonely... But his family dies out and a stranger inherits. Yep. On the other hand, if he does marry, he was subject 
among uh, the he was subject among other abuses to a woman's discontent and anger including her reproaches reproaches concerning the marriage portion in other words why aren't you having sex with me which is like the exact opposite of everything on to i love it everything everywhere despite yeah Despite their greed and malice, women were essentially to the orderly transmission of property from father to son. I can't. Like, <laughs> these were things actually written. This is not her, like, right. this summarizing. Is this is legit documents from the 1600s. And I knew they viewed women as property. And I knew, like, a woman really couldn't own land. But there's something about, like, seeing it in comparison to, like, because men are perfect. That you're yes. just like, hang on a second. Yes. And this, no, like, no, no. drives it all home. Because part of what I found, found everything frustrating. <laughs> but, like, you're a witch because you're you're taking over the finances. Or now you're a widow and obvi- you, you have to take over the household right. finances or, like, the business or the whatever. Or you're able to spin that yarn faster than anyone else. If she wasn't doing these things, she's a burden on the colony and could get kicked out of the colony and told yeah. to go somewhere else. But when she is doing these things, she's you're a witch. not supposed to be doing that and you're a witch. Well, there's like no winning here. No. Like, I truly am surprised we did not. And I think it's solely because they, I don't know. India must have been discovered by this point. I'm trying to, I don't remember in relation to when America was colonized versus India, but the whole the husband dies and the wives throw themselves on the pyre. Like I I am very happy and truly surprised this was not adopted in some form. Like yeah. I just Yeah. I guess because they be, could be married again. And some people some did remarry and there were some who seemed to remarry very quickly too. And I mean, understandably. Like yeah. One where it was like within like a week later, she was remarried. And it's like, I see the benefit. I mean, I see the benefit of having a husband huh. to lessen my chances of being accused as a witch. And also my property, even though the property Survival. is being taken away from me because I get married and now my inheritance goes to my husband because I can't own it. But being taken away from me and giving to the court, whereas I can still use it if I'm married to this person. I see the benefit of that and the strategy (laughs) behind it. But then at the same time, the whole, like, you're a servant to me because I am a man Ah, and you are a woman. But you are not a servant. You're just, like, slightly above a servant. Nope, that's what Daniel said. Daniel said he thought his wife was a witch because she would not admit... (laughs) She was a servant to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there is a, like a section of that's t- like there's servants. Yes, and then there's subservient members of your family, and I'm just like, yeah, please stop, just stop. Yep. Like I don't know what it is. Like these are not new concepts to me. I know that our colonies were like this. I know the world has been like this. However, this is so fucking frustrating, and. I think it it's seeing it like page after page in one yes. book that you've read, not in one sitting, but sort of at like one time is what yeah. really drives it home. It's just like the whole, like everybody knows the story of Adam and Eve. And it's, it's like 
the way this book breaks down Adam and Eve is essentially like that man was supposed to create and that man and God, that was it. Women were just there to keep you company. Mm -hmm. And like the punishments of labor, I just, (laughs) all of this I knew but the way it is presented here is just so infuriating. And it's almost like at some point they went, well, I guess we need to kind of stop being like this to women. Like, kind of admit that they're kind of important because how the fuck else do you get sons? Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, thankfully some guy was like, I refuse to believe that my wife doesn't have a soul. Like, <laughs> like she's got a soul. She's got the soul of a man. Like, souls are genderless. They're all men. And I'm like, fuck you, but also thank you. Like, I don't know. There needs to be a word that it represents fuck you, but thank you. Yeah. Like, because, God, I would use it so frequently at work. To come up with that. That's a, Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a German word for it somewhere. <laughs> Let's be honest. Because, yeah, I thought I highlighted that, but I can't quite. No, women who fail to serve men fail to serve God. A husband should love his wife as his second self and as the weaker vessel. The feelings of the wife, on the other hand, were to spring from submission, reverence, and fear. Not a slavish fear. This is where I got it from. Which is nourished with hatred or aversion, mm. but a noble and generous fear, which is which proceeds from love. What? <laughs> okay. It... very frustrating (laughs) i just oh oh the snail analogy i found it okay a symbol used to describe the model wife was the snail the little creature that goes no further than it can carry its house on its head women served economic ends but was not an economic creature you are a snail because you're a woman you're a snail. Okay. We're snails. I know. I'm going to just make everybody a snail now. Like, so that we can always That's a remember. a great comparison. But yes. So, let's get out of this really angry portion, because I feel like oh, section I'm six... Real angry in the next section. <laughs> I was about to say, I felt like section six wasn't as like angry, but oh section wait, no, six no, pissed me off. Yep, <laughs> the nope. well-ordered society. Yep, I forgot. Yep, because <sighs> apparently it seemed like originally, um, initially, sometimes men would be held more responsible for yes. fornication than the women involved. Like the man might be fined and whipped, whereas the woman might not be. Then there was a as- definite change. As Where... long as she married the person who knocked her up, she was fine. Yes. But then there was a change where even that wouldn't help. I used to work in child support for the state of Connecticut. And talking about tracing things through history was like, so here, here is why the child support unit has to exist today. is <laughs> because the women were held more responsible after like you know after a change where they were held more responsible and men not at all for 
fornicating, and then any child that may have been born. And where the court also started making decisions based on a woman's reputation. So. There. We, <laughs> we went from occasionally having like rape accusations and charges and like actual repercussions to. Were you asking for it? Right. Right. And did you flirt too much? Have you done this then, before? There was the story of Elizabeth Drew in 1654, who was pregnant. Actually, I don't know if she was pregnant at the time of this punishment, but she's not married, having a child, or had a child. She was whipped 12 stripes, which is a punishment comparable to the rape of a single woman, which then made me wonder, so what is the punishment if the woman was married and was raped, but whatever um well she was whipped 12 stripes for naming her master son as the father of her child and when she maintained her story and held to it she was whipped an additional 20 stripes and then forced to stand in public on lecture day i wasn't sure what that was but out in public with a paper on her forehead proclaiming herself quote a slanderer of mr zero babel endicott yep so where the court used to, because I believe the court used to also order the man to marry the woman if yep. they had sex and she was pregnant. Not so much anymore. Now it's all the woman's fault and we're going to protect this guy from. And, and what year was that? 1654. What year so, is it today? <laughs> where? 364. Years later, and we're still doing this. We're still protecting the man. Mm-hmm. You know his future. You can't jeopardize his future. Right. Right. I just, like, so much of this, I just want to be like, where, why, how, what changed? Like, mm-hmm. we were starting so well. Right. Like, with it. You force them to marry. At least a little bit. Maybe they'll, like, you know, like, that sucks for the woman because, like, that's not a happy marriage. But also, like. Both of them, they both might be unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, you know, but maybe it'll, you know, lower the stats of this happening. However, man rapes a woman. You blame the woman. You whip her. You force her to have the child. You don't force the dude to marry her. How many other women is he going to go attack? Or it could have, I didn't say if it was consensual for that woman. It could have been. I mean, true, but. But there's still a child involved. Yes. That someone fathered. Yes. Some man was involved because she did not end up pregnant on her own. Yeah. Can't claim that. It's already been claimed once. Sorry. Oh, it's just too yeah. much. So this one made me mad. And then also too, um, some women would try to get child support, and that was a very, very long shot. Yep. And 
trying to see if I have any other notes. It is stupid. Like, I'm just trying to understand the logic here. Is you, You've got this situation. Let's say it's consensual. And then he's, you know, chickening out or whatever. And you force him to marry. She is not a problem of the community then. Right. He is responsible for her. And the child. And the child. But because she, what can she, if she's on her own, how does she then... Now, yeah, now the community has to support them both. And, like, she lost any, uh, I can't think of the word, chances, I guess, at at another husband. And I just. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the people who sailed over weren't quite terrible. The second and third generation, and continuing on, made it worse. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, or if you just have him support them in some way, like, yeah, just, just, there are, yeah. And I, I get that, like, one out of 20 women or 40 women or 100 or 10, I don't know. But there will be, you know, false accusations, like, Women aren't infallible. However, <laughs> well, I just don't know. Um, this also discusses how women were more religious by the late 1600s, and which is an interesting twist because, like, the whole point is that women aren't. Uh, they, they, the women accused, you know, have strayed from religion and everything, and yet they were going to church. I feel like I think this was also the section too where she talks about how there were more men to women, like that ratio was not equal, so to speak. There were more women than men. I thought there were more men than women. Shoot, <laughs> it started. Close to 50-50, but there was a war. There were 79 men per 100 females in mm. 1765. Yes. Oh, no, in 1765, it, it was 88, so. Yeah, because then it did start to balance out. Right. But there um, was a King James War, if I'm not... Mm. King Philip's War, sorry. I... <laughs> it's like it's something like I highlighted. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also because women were starting to live longer and still to this day, on average, live longer than men. Yeah. Um, and they were marrying later. Yes, they were marrying later. And then I think having less children. Yes, because, because they were married. Yeah. You could yeah. only have maybe three kids. It was like, that That sounds plenty. That Instead sounds like good. Twelve. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, My lady bits, thank you for that. Thank you. But yeah, I think for this section, I pretty much 
just noted the parts that frustrated me about yeah. the basically now women are held more responsible, men are not held responsible at all. This is where child support came from. Yeah. Just brought me back to those days of trying to <laughs> establishing orders and people being assholes. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine, like, you gotta have tough skin to work in that industry. I have no idea how you did it. Eh, I left. I mean, I did it for five years, but there were people who had been doing it for much longer where like, I, just... I just... I feel like that would chip away at your sanity. Yeah, because it doesn't change. Like, it, I mean... There will always be a need and a benefit, I think, of having a child support agency. Yeah. But when you see the cycle of, I had this woman's claim or case, and then however many years later, now I have her daughter's case for her kid. Oof. Yeah. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah, I don't... I could see doing some years in it just to kind of like, and then move on to do something to try to help. Or, I don't know, moving on to something else. But, like, when you get to that point where you're seeing generations, no. That's that's too and much. And then also, you would be able to search by the defendant, which was most of the time a man, to see how many uh, other cases with... Oh, I'm sure. How, you know, how other kids. And that was also, like, <sighs> frustrating. Quite like, oh. You're in court today. You have three cases on the docket, not just one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, there were also more discussions about wills and, and inheritance in this and essentially how women were beca- getting less and less. Yes. Despite the fact that they were living longer and um, staying single a little bit longer and also the population of single women was rising not by much but uh so yeah um the last section which is brands plucked out of the burning and i am drawing a complete blank about what this was about (laughs) this one talked a lot about the possessed like the that's right okay the women who were having the fits yes the women that um, accused. Yes. And I, it, some men did, but the majority of the possessed accusers were single women ages 10 to 19. Um, and I did like how she talked about they they were reluctant to admit their discontent because to admit that could open them up to being accused of being witches. Because remember, you cannot be unhappy with your lot nope. in life. <laughs> if you're you a are alive, you are taken care of in the slightest way you are fine Hmm. um this was mostly about that and then also to how in salem i guess the possessed didn't originally name who was causing them to have these fits but then eventually did name three women who basically fit the mold of sort of appropriate witches but then as they named more people who didn't fit like the older woman or the, you know, that those categories, the, co- the community kind of balked. Because I didn't realize it when things kind of stopped, it was because they put us, they, I can't remember who ordered it. Who ordered the stop to it? Called a temporary halt in, I think, ni- late 92. Um, 
I mean, by then, 20 people had already been right. executed for this, but the, there were still score, like a bunch more in jail um, who hadn't yet been tried or anything like that. So it could have been way worse, um, but that it was like a formal legal stop to it, that it wasn't just that it died down. They, they were like, all right, we got to let's stop <laughs> for a second here. Yeah. And the women that actually were possessed, like, I, I, if I remember, I'm trying, I thought I highlighted it. They were never actually, like, formally accused of anything or, like, like, there was a woman in jail who was accused of witchcraft who eventually, like, wrote a letter and was like, can you basically take this off my record kind of thing? Because I'm not a oh, witch. Yeah. You never accused, or you never, like, formally accused me of being one, like. My reputation is now yeah. at stake. We need to fix this. I can't remember and if they did, though. I can't remember if they did either or not. But, uh. There was a discussion of the fact that, like, the women who were possessed and were making these accusations were not brought to trial and convicted in any way. It's just, it's... I feel like there was one who was possessed. Wasn't there one who was possessed who was turned around and accused of witchcraft? Or maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah. At least one that I can't find where it was, but there was at least one... That that happened too. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, if you ever get the chance to go to Salem, you should definitely go check out. Yes. John Proctor's house in the museum that is now attached in it. And uh, women be crazy? I don't know. Just kidding. Like. <laughs> I, I it just reading through this, I was like, well, no shit. So many women, you know, turned to witchcraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I would have too, but I'm also looking at this as someone, you know, who lives in 2019. Yeah. She does talk about how for the possessed, they kind of, it, uh, I'm trying to think how to say it can find where she says it because i'm sure she says it more eloquently than i will come up with (laughs) um that basically this affects some of the hierarchical hierarchy i'm not gonna be the hierarchy those arrangements (laughs) okay even if it was only temporary um like a little bit of a change even for a little bit of a a little bit of time to the way things were structured or their position in society yeah. And this this whole possession, especially the Salem trials of these 20 accusers, this is really like the end of, you know, I, and maybe that is why the Salem witch trials are so famous is because they were kind of the last yeah. big ones. Because I'm sure there were one-offs here and there, and they weren't the largest, it, it wasn't the biggest case. You know, because there was the 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 years that we had what three hundred something accused, so you know twenty people, not that many. I wonder if it was too like the quick. I think maybe the quick succession of the accusations, and then thus that any trials, the convictions and stuff. Yeah, and then I can't remember how many more people were still in jail at the time that they stopped. They kind of put a pause to all of the trials, right. Um, but maybe like the quick succession of it all because there's like, oh, 
a couple of these young girls are possessed now this other one is and now they're naming this one and now she's naming someone else and more and more people are becoming possessed and naming more and more people that it just sort of back to back almost yep it's not a bleak book this book doesn't sit here and you know be like and nothing changed but it (laughs) it there's a lot that hasn't right and that's why like part of her you know 10 years later (laughs) yeah it hurts like you know the last thing that she ends on um, is that most recently the military has taken their turn demonizing the women who spoke out about the Navy's tailhook scandal or brought charges of sexual harassment or rape against army men. If witches really are a thing of the past, why must we, why we must ask, are they, they're simultaneously all simultaneously alluring and demonic shapes still so viciously tormenting men today? And that was in 1998. Yes. Yep. Definitely a lot of this. It's still relevant in the same, sort of in the same manner, and then also has manifested in different ways. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I didn't expect like a feel good book, but I expected history to not be repeating itself you know but you don't learn from history it <laughs> don't be repeating itself but we did i guess pick right. a topic that that could and, yeah because uh, one yeah. thing she talks about too is that a lot of discussions of the witch trials leave out don't examine gender whereas that's obviously what she's looking yeah. at and it is interesting to think about because, yeah, pretty much any presentation doesn't like really go that I've seen doesn't really go into looking at why. Why is it mostly women? Right. It's just like it was mostly women. Right. That's the thing. It's like, OK. But why? And. The look of, you know, the age groups being accused. And the economics stature around Mm -hmm. them it's just it's eye-opening you know yeah and there is a section of that discusses some of the people that were accused oh yeah and uh especially ones that are frequently throughout this so that was a really good quick read interesting Mm -hmm. read Uh, yeah so yeah, to shake it off and get a laugh. <laughs> what book drink? <laughs> oh God! Oh, <laughs> uh, a barrel of spoiled beer. Is that what? Yeah, <laughs> like we'll serve that to the men. We will have the good beer that's not spoiled. <laughs> I like it. I love it so much. Accuse us of witchcraft. I dare you. Yep. Go for it. I will enjoy my beer and my unspoiled butter. What else? I got some eggs in the fridge. Exactly. <laughs> they were not laid by a hen in my backyard, but still. <laughs> yes. My cows are fine. They're, yeah. you know, wherever they should be. 
Wait, are you crocheting oh. right now? I was, yes. Are you crocheting too quickly for how like a normal oh, yes. witch could do? Or I don't know. Do you think a woman could do this know. much? That I don't looks know. Like too much. <laughs> I don't know. It's not quick enough. <laughs> Just ask the devil to help you out. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. That is what I should do. Yeah. Goddamn. So, what will you be reading next to kind of get this off your mind? Well, or to continue your journey through colonial witchcraft? I do. I don't know. I kind of want to read something. I don't know if I want to read more about maybe the different outbreaks or maybe in Europe. But that would be for a later date, I think. Definitely take for a break. now probably going a little lighter oh but i will be reading a lot because we have the 24 in 48 this coming weekend that's right i'm very excited about when this episode comes out we will be in the middle of it yes and where we basically read for 24 hours in a 48 hour period and it's gonna be wonderful i did it last january i missed the summer one but that last january was a nice i got a cinnamon bun from a coffee shop (laughs) nearby coffee just sat in eight. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, if you see either of us, we will either have an audiobook on or a book mm-hmm. in our hands or yes. a comic book or something. It'll be great. I feel like I downloaded because I finally remembered or finally decided to and remembered to put Audible on pause, but I didn't want to lose any of my credits. So I think I might have four, five, <laughs> four. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, no. Five. Nope. Six. <laughs> so I have six audiobooks on here. Nice. I got my many to choose from. Um, but I think I'm going to start with Everybody Yoga by, I'm probably, I might say her name wrong, Jessamine Stanley. Okay. Um, this is the cover. Okay. Where it's oh, basically yes. yoga for any body nice. type. She's a black woman. She's not a skinny white yogi. And I was like, you know, I need this book because I've been doing my 30-day yoga challenge and want to just kind of read more about it in general. And I'd heard yeah. good things about her book. So That's awesome. I'll be starting with that. And then I got to make my pile for for the reading yes. weekend. So how about you? That's going to be a big one. Um, I am torn. So yes, today is Wednesday. So yesterday... The sequel to one of my favorite books last year came out. It was called Truly Devious. This one's called The Vanishing Stare. Yeah, The Vanishing Stare. And it's essentially about a teenager who listens to a lot of true crime podcasts and wants to solve a mystery and goes to this really weird private school. And it's a lot of fun. It's by Maureen Johnson. Highly recommend. But this book that I've been on hold forever for, that like, (laughs) I don't remember how I heard about it, but I heard about it so far in advance before it came out. And then I like immediately like try to put it on hold as quickly as possible. And it is called my sister, the serial killer by, Oh, I'm so going to butcher this. Oi. It's O Y I N K A N. Brath weight, B R A I T H W A I T E. And I honestly, at this point, don't even remember what this book is about. Other than, like, I think it's, like, my sister's a serial killer and I want to be one, too. But I could be very wrong. And I'm very excited because I don't remember why. <laughs> but it, 
intrigued me at the time. And the cover is absolutely beautiful. It is, uh, in case, I don't know if you could see that. I looked it up because I was like, this sounds very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like the title is not, I'm like, what book could I possibly have confused this title with? But I feel like I've read maybe a review about it somewhere or something. I don't know. But it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like a slasher satire. I don't know. I just, someone was talking about it either on a podcast or in an article. And I went, that cover's really cool. It is, um, I don't think it's based in America. I think it's based in South Africa, if I remember correctly. And so that, like, was an added, like, it's not Americanized. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it throws slasher into anything. And I would go, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> Yeah, so that came in yesterday, so I was like, well, oh, <laughs> Decisions. Yes, but just like you, I'm also doing 24 and 48, and I have so many comics that are ready, and um, I've got a Kindle Paperwhite coming, so I can finally get back to reading ebooks because <laughs> I have so many ebooks to get through, so it'll be good. Yeah. So I feel like after this weekend, we'll be like, what didn't we read? Exactly. <laughs> From our piles. Exactly. I'm very excited to to dive in and, and make a pollen. I've got a mess on the couch of blankets and my dog will love it. He'll be very happy. Yep. yep. Does yours curl up and sit still? Usually, yeah. He likes to come over. I think he thinks he's a cat because he likes to come and like <laughs> sit on your lap or right yep. next to you. But sometimes he just like comes and like the other day I was sitting on the couch with Chris and he jumped up on my side and it looked like he was going to come sit on my lap because he went to step on me. And then he just kept walking over me <laughs> to get to Chris and then laid like right in between us. Of course. Like, okay. That works. He too. wanted warmth on both sides. Yes. Yes. My dog so. is so burrowed these days that like either I have to pull him out myself. Or say the magic word. Uh. And he'll come. He'll finally. Like this morning, I tried to get him up. And so I was like, treat. And it uh, took him about two minutes before he was like, okay, fine. You said the word. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He was like under three blankets. And I was like, like, I wake up at night just being like, are you alive? Because you're under so many blankets. Like, like, I'm fine. Don't disturb me. Yes. Just like, how do you breathe? I am fine. Like, I make it work. I'm cold. <laughs> he does. I have no whatever. You do you, dog. So yeah, Chief Brody likes his burrowing too. Likes to get wrapped up. Yes, I don't quite get this, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think he gets a... annoyed sometimes though because our bedroom gets really warm. Like we have not put on the flannel sheets, and I don't think we're going to because we both might die from the heat. Because oh, it man. just it's a smaller room and the door it's not all the way closed but it's partially closed you know and I, there have been times where he's gotten up and left <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're too much yeah he comes back eventually but like it's like oh yeah you just warm you need some water okay <laughs> oh i slept on the couch monday night because there's definitely a gap somewhere because i can't take my eight, my window units out mm. and so i usually like i've got the stuff to fill it in and I've got blankets over it, but it was so cold I could see my breath. And I was like, oh, my God, I can put blankets on, but I'm actually terrified that like this will somehow either make me really sick or kill me. So we slept on the couch. OK, it was fine. Make that yeah. easier. Yeah. Yeah. 
By Tuesday, it was warmer, so it was okay. Okay. And uh, I can't turn the radiator on in my bedroom, so, you know, that is an added... I mean, it can, but it it lets out actual steam, like something's broken Uh. in it. And that would actually would have been quite amusing to get ice in my bedroom, I'm sure. No. It'd be quite an adventure. Yeah. So... It's going to be an interesting winter because yeah. <laughs> it's just starting. So, all right. Um, next for the podcast, we are going to tackle, it's going to be a little bit of a weird one. So it is our anniversary episode and um, we are going to do a book that someone we trust recommended and that book I just added to my list. <laughs> my list is going to come up now. And why is my list coming up? Is Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne Jones. Um, this is a book that was recommended to me. And uh, if I have time, I'm going to try to watch the movie that's, that's out too. So um, if you're reading along with us, that's what we're doing next. So please feel free to... Um, Add us on social media. Let us know what you're reading, if you're reading along, if you're doing your own thing. And uh, don't forget the hashtag, which is JBC Reading Challenge. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JBC Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, which is a... Oh, man. A handbook for judging (laughs) fabulous retellings covers. Like, I could see it in my head, and it just immediately went... Just kidding. Bye-bye. And I was like, wait a second. Um, We also have an email that I never give out, which is why (laughs) nobody ever emails us. So, um, yeah, join us in two weeks when we're reading Howl's Moving Castle. And uh, don't forget to go and support your local libraries. 